Holy crap. A new introduction to the podcast. But for real, though, the rest of it will come after this. I just want to thank you guys. Um, all the five-star ratings that we're getting on all the podcast apps is awesome. And I appreciate it when I hear people telling me that someone else told them about the podcast. So you guys rock. Uh, listen to the commercials or skip by them. It's cool. And your episode's on its way. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws... Well, they both look pretty badass, and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at AssaultLimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3 eqip.com a3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion a lip balm a hair conditioner honestly anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3 eqip.com all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away. Emotional. Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. What is up, my dude? First podcast of the the new year. New year, new you. New year, new you, or same you. Depends yeah. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah, pretty much. Dude, did you see that the uh, capital was overtaken over the weekend by Palestinian protesters? No, I did not. Yeah. So. Weird how that happens and there's no fucking coverage of it on the news, isn't it? Oh, did they arrest anybody? Oh, no, I don't believe so. <laughs> was anybody wearing a uh, buffalo headdress? I don't think there was any buffalo headdresses. Oh, they weren't no. giving tours? Oh. Just a weird thing, man. There was, there, there was two things that I came across this weekend that were just like, Eye openers. That was a weird one, right? Because yeah. that would have been all over the news if that had anything to do with the the right Republican right. Um, and then another one. Have you seen this video going around the internet of the last like five presidents and their accumulation of wealth throughout their uh, terms? Uh, I've seen. What so they've accumulated, it's, yeah. it started with Reagan. I'm not going to have these numbers right, so don't don't quote me on these numbers, guys. But it started out with Reagan, and it was like. Something like 
Reagan was worth one point two million, and when he left office, he was worth eight. And then who was after Reagan? Bush Senior, right? Yeah. He started at you know eight and went up to twenty, and then after that was Clinton. Clinton went from like one point three million to like two hundred and forty million while he was in office. Weird Clintons, I know. And then Bush Senior or Bush Junior was something similar to his dad. And uh who came after Bush? Was it Obama? Yep. And then Obama's was similar to Clinton's. You know, he was worth like one point five million and he was worth a hundred and something million when he left office. And then it was Trump. And Trump was worth three point seven billion estimated when he went into office and two point five billion when he left. So he lost over a billion dollars in net net worth yep. while he was president. And then uh, and then our boy Biden, and he's not even through a full term yet, and he started with like seven million and he's up to like forty two million in net worth. Yeah. Um you should uh, dig back even farther to when he was in the Senate. He was barely barely had peanuts and he's turned into a millionaire. Well he's never I mean, he's never worked a real career. Nope. Never have. I mean, he said he used to be a lifeguard, didn't he? Well, he said a lot of th- <laughs> he said a lot of things. That's the funny, fucking, weird thing about that dude is he's like a he's almost a uh, what do you call that when you lie and can't stop lying? Um, What's the word for that? Eh, whatever, it doesn't matter. But yeah, he's almost one of those because like <clears throat> I remember a story about him when they were when he was in the Senate and he told a story that was like it was somebody else's story, but he said it as it was his story. It was like a story of his of his dad you know getting in a car accident and this weird this whole weird story and then it comes out like a year later that it was like you know this whole other congressman's story or like this other politician oh, it was his yeah, actual story that, yeah. and he's got a lot of them dude he's got a lot of that weird shit and we're just all like oh, well, yeah, fuck it, whatever people give him a pass and it's like they're digging for stuff from uh from trump or any one of these other candidates it's insane rogan talks about it um when when they he was at the the comedy store years and years and years and years ago way before oh, well, yeah way before that. anybody else they used to have a Joe Biden night where they each would do other somebody else's jokes like it, that that was the it was called Joe Biden night yeah. and they would do other comics jokes and try to pull them off yeah well people that still vote for him i don't know well i know this it's just like it's just like when Clinton ran, Hillary Clinton ran, right? You weren't nobody was voting for the person that she ran against, you know, not necessarily nobody, but a lot of yeah. people were just voting not to have her. And that's what that's the same exact thing that happened with Biden. People weren't vi- voting for Biden. They were they were voting not to have Trump. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen this year? I mean, we're uh, you know, less than gosh. All 10 months. Than 10 months, yeah. 11 months. No, man, it's 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 weird. It's going to be really it's really going to come down to what Trump is able to do or what he decides to do, because if he doesn't end up with the Republican nomination, is he going to endorse a candidate? Because if he endorses a candidate, that candidate, I would almost think is going to probably win. But if he runs as an independent, he's going to split the Republican vote and he'll destroy it. And whoever's in the in the Democratic Party will win. What is he going to do there right now? Because you got Maine and Colorado that took him off the ballot. Well, that's that's I don't know. Uh, did, did you see that? That's legal, but did you see somebody? Um, somebody is putting around a video that Abraham Lincoln 
got taken off the ballot, Democrats voted to take Abraham Lincoln off the ballot. Oh, when yeah, he was, seen a, When he mean. was, I don't know if any of this shit's real, right? This is the stupid shit of, of the news that you get on the internet. Yeah. But um, apparently when he was running uh, with his opposition to slavery, the the Democrats pushed to get him off the ballot so that he wouldn't be able to be voted for. Weird how that works, huh? Yeah. Behaviors never change. It's fucking weird. I am seeing a lot of... Uh, and it could just be because of my algorithm, um, but I'm seeing a good amount of like Biden voters waking up. You know, you see a lot of these videos where people are they they see that they were played, they see that they were hosed, and their their eyes are opening to it. Yeah, I don't see a lot of those, but man, even the people that I talk to here that I mean that voted for him still are on that boat. So they are got me. Wow. To, to them, they feel like the economy is has not gotten worse. So I'm not sure where they're pumping gas. I'm not sure where they're. These are people that say it's costing them more to buy groceries, and then they'll turn around and tell you that. Uh, well, I don't think the economy's that bad. <laughs> so. Yeah. The the weird thing is, if you look at like what's the majority of money spent um, by a family, because that's that's what you can look. You can look at economy by what economists say, or you can look at the economy by what, how it's affecting the normal everyday person. Yeah. And if we look at the economy by how it's affecting the normal everyday person, then you all of a sudden have to think about, all right, what are the biggest expenses? Well, it's gas right now. Gas isn't bad, but that's only just right now. It has been bad for the last year or two years. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's housing. Oh my God. Housing. I don't know if it's this way everywhere, but housing is outrageous right now. Like yeah. there's, Biden is talking about a housing plan that's going to build $500,000 houses for people because you can't even fucking buy houses in a lot of these states. Gosh. Yeah, that's not the solution. I mean, rent right now is, you know, 1500 to $2,000 for an apartment. Can you imagine? Yeah, these kids can't save uh, to buy houses anymore. But you see these complexes are coming up, like, in massive numbers. So... Yeah, well, it's the interest rate, right? Yeah. I mean, when you look at what when you look at what a payment would be for a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, and right now around our area, a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar house is not a big deal. You know, that's a pretty fucking average house right now. Um, and you look at that with the current interest rates, and I wouldn't want to make that payment. You're looking at four grand, thirty five hundred bucks a month. Yeah, but then there's some states that you can't find anything for four hundred thousand. I can't like you can buy a shack for you know. I'm, I am dollars. I make good money. Like I'm definitely not poor, but I, fuck, I can't imagine spending four thousand dollars a month on my mortgage. Can you? Oh, I mean, it's yeah, it's a it's forty eight thousand dollars. It's, a it's year. realistic to to people on the West Coast. That's forty eight thousand dollars a year. Yeah, that's it's what you called mortgage broke, but it's the policies that drive that. But the, you know, a lot of those people will still vote for those policies or the policy makers. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I got a meme yesterday. Somebody is, uh, what's the best way to handle the, uh, what, California expenses I, or the high expenses. And then the meme ends with leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, move, move to Texas. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's tough. I saw this, uh, I saw this preview of this new movie, the civil war movie. Have you seen that? No. There's a preview for a new movie. It's it's coming out. It's it's basically based on a an American Civil War, and it's like uh, the Western Alliance is Texas and California. I'm like, she got that shit wrong already. There ain't no fucking Texans fighting with Californians. 
<laughs> you, you guys, you guys fucked up the whole premise of the movie right away. Well, that that's their alliance. I didn't. Wow. Yeah, isn't that weird? Must be some Hollywood writers. For sure, Hollywood Korea. writer. Yeah, the only uh, movie I think I've seen that's coming up is The Beekeeper. What is that one about? Interesting. Um, I think it's another one of those. Uh, what's the name? Jason Statham's. Uh, you know, kick him action oh, type movies. But it. the uh, storyline is basically he's a retired. Basically, looks like a CIA agent, and apparently, it was I think in the um, I don't know maybe anti-terrorism or something, and then he retires off into a quiet life and raises bees. And uh, his neighbor is this old it's, uh, Miss Huxtable. Remember the Cosby Show? Oh my God! Yeah, I actually do. Yeah, so and Mrs. Huxtable is the, is his neighbor, and she gets uh, taken online for all of her money. Right, they drain her savings in retirement, and so she kills herself. And basically, um, Statham had befriended her because he's living this quiet life, and you know this little old lady kind of you know treats him well. So then he goes, you know, basically all out berserker mode. And Let's go, kill his way to the top, and it just yeah, it's how all this fraud is tied to the government and all the way up to the top, and. You know, he's the, quote, CIA beekeeper, so he's going to clean house. So it's a big vengeance movie if you're, you know, what, anti-establishment. You know, I'm not, I'm not all for, um, I'm not all for vigilante justice, but I've, I've contemplated, um. Vigilante justice? Yeah. <laughs> you're I've, not for it, but you contemplate I've, it? I've, I'm not, I'm not for it. I'm not against it either. Um, no, I'm against it. If you're listening to this CIA, I'm totally against it. Um. <laughs> But I, I, I've, I've long time thought about one very quiet, under the radar human that wanted to clean up some shit. Talk about Batman. No, way quieter than Batman. Oh, <clears throat> I don't, we'll just move on past that. It's just I'm not going to put any of those vibes out there. It's bad, bad to put that <laughs> juju on the internet. But the way that you put that, it sounds like you have been thinking about it for a while, and there's like some story behind it. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Move on. What is uh, <laughs> what is? Oh, last thing I did see. Did you see the uh, Muslims took over? Uh, Muslim protesters took over France. Took over Paris. Oh yeah. And uh, their their big thing was we we took over Paris faster than the faster than the Germans and Soviets could. Was that was that what they said? Yeah. Man, this is getting real fucking weird out here. Because oh. think about how many of how many people have come across our border. What is it? Two hundred fifty thousand a month, right? Uh, this month, December, ended up being uh, three hundred two thousand. So fuck, that's a million every four months. Yep. That's three million a year. That's one yeah. percent every every year mm-hmm. for the American population. Yeah, it's slow drip. Man, yeah, you know, I think I read one article that was. It, he he was a kind of off-the-beaten-path conspiracy theorist, but he was laying out the numbers about how he thinks there's a, probably about 20,000 um, Chinese secret agents that have come across the border. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that because, uh, like I said, I was down in Laredo, and there were, like, Chinese uh, dudes coming over. There were no females. There were dudes, basically, uh, coming up, which was the strangest thing, but, hey, nobody questions it. I mean, y'all look really nice. I'm not going to lie. Like, I never looked at a Chinese guy, and I'm like, whew, he looks like a mysterious creature. 
Yeah. No, they they look like they're you know a bunch of uh, guys going to the math convention. So I was like, well, I suppose I guess I'm one of them. So what am I going to worry about? Yeah, you Can't stand. Stop it. You stand out like a sore thumb, though. You just have to. You have to change your. <laughs> you have to change your color on your hat when it all goes down. Ah, <laughs> oh, red hat, blue hat. I don't know which one. Uh, am I which one am I wearing today? I have to go on a, a major diet. Yeah, you're definitely gonna have to lean out, <laughs> shave, get some uh, big thick glasses. I think. All right, what are we talking about today? And where'd it come from? Where'd this idea come from? Let's let's le- let's lead it. Let's lead into it. We're already 13 minutes in. Yeah, New Year, New or Same You is is kind of what I called it. it. It comes from a lot of people I've talked to in like the past week with the upcoming New Year, and I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't. I don't think so because uh, there's ranges from gosh 30s, 40s. 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, everybody has these, these same questions, right? Everybody wants to be better. I think there's so many um, podcasts and there's so many uh, little memes and reels that, you know, come out that, you know, tell everybody to be the be the better, better you for 2024, right? And I saw some song like 2023 is gone. What are you going to leave in 2023 that you're going to, you know, now replace in 2024 so um the questions that i got were people that have already started wanting to change their mindset um listeners that have listened to us in the past i don't know if they just need more motivation or just want a podcast that is just boom down and dirty um this is what you need to do this year um so there's a lot of people in weird and some in good situations But one of the big questions that I could put together was that um, they're worried about how they can maintain that discipline, right? So they're started. So maybe they're a month in, maybe they're two months in or three months in, but they're like, yeah, it's a lot of work. And how are they going to, you know, be able to keep this up? Uh, There's a lot of negative influence around them, which I think, you know, we can cover in, you know, like our second point. Yeah. And I think a lot even goes back to, uh, remember when you did that alcohol podcast? You told me uh, that's when you uh, stopped drinking. Yeah. And how things have changed. I think around that same time, I think Huberman also came up with the, uh, I don't know if it was a podcast or was on Rogan or something where he talks about the negative effects of alcohol. Yep. Was that one of our last years? I think that was like two years ago. Might have been two years ago, yeah. So... You know, the, the number one thing before you get started in like, okay, these little acts to improve yourself is one, you need to have clarity and you got to set some goals for, not just for this year, just set some goals in general of where you want to be, right? Yeah. And that's going to create the path for, for you or create the plan because it's hard to create a plan if you don't know where you're going. Yep. So... You know, the biggest thing is probably, well, what do you, what do you want your lifestyle to look like? You know, what's your lifestyle goal? And uh, what do you, what do you, who do you want to emulate? You can't be somebody else, but you can emulate where you want your life to head. So do you want to take charge of your life? Or, you know, do you want to be a slave, you know, the slave mindset? Or do you want to be a little peasant? You want to be fat and uneducated, broke and compliant so that you can just consume all the food that they're throwing at you, you know, all the, the freaking cereal and garbage you want to put in your system, you know, all the medication that, you know, healthcare is uh, throwing at you. Do you want to be stuck on the the 16 meds 
with all their, you know, side effects, you know, all the data online, dumb scrolling, doom scrolling, uh, all the streaming. I mean, all you're doing is, you know, you're giving them control and you're making them money. So what do you want your lifestyle to look like? Yeah. I, I like to take those, I like to take those things and I like to break them down with addition goals and subtraction goals. Right. So to get to my, to get to, to where I want to be, right. To build mm-hmm. my life into the the picture that I'm, that I'm drawing, because if you look at a map, you know, if you're, if you're planning a trip, you never like, all right, we're, let's, we're, let's start here. And then we're going to get a 94 and then we'll go here. You're like, all right, where are we going? Right. We're yep. starting in Madison. We're driving to the Hoover dam. Right. Yeah. All right. So now once we know we want to get to the Hoover dam, then how do we get there? That's, you know, that, that, that's how I like to look at my goals. So if I'm going to set it a, a lifestyle goal, and where do I want to be in a year, two years, three years? And then I start to break that down by addition goals. So things that I need to add to my daily, weekly, monthly energy investment and things I need to subtract, right? Yeah. And so if you break those two things down as to, all right, what do I need to add? And then how do I add those things? Most of the most of the time when you need to add things to your life, it's not necessarily I need to add, you know, eating healthy. I need to add an hour workout three days a week. What it is is you need to add a habit. And how do you build a habit? Go back to the habit podcast. We've done about three or four of them. Just type in squared away habit and you'll and it'll pop up. But you start to hack that habit loop. And 30, 45, 60 days, right? So a month to two months of habit, and that becomes a lifestyle. So that's that's how we build a habit. And then usually when it's something we need to take away, if it's doom scrolling, if it's alcohol, if it's shitty food, if it's getting angry on the internet, if whatever it is, whatever these things are that we need to stop, that's also a habit, but that's the other way. We need to cut the habit. And for me, when I figured out that I was spending, you know, this has been two years now, if you guys listen to the podcast, but when I figured out that I was spending, you know, 45 minutes a day doom scrolling on fucking Instagram, I just, I, I got rid of Instagram on my phone that I carry with me. Now I have a social media phone. How hard is that? Dude, everybody has a fucking old phone sitting around. It doesn't need to be a brand new phone. It doesn't need to have a connection. It can sit at, if it's only connected to Wi-Fi, then you can only do it at home, right? So then I don't have that phone with me all day. If you work from home, you're going to have to think of a new way to deal with this. But that was one way that I hacked my habits to give myself more time to add more good things. But yeah. each individual thing, right? Martin's Martin's going to going to break down, you know, the career, the lifestyle, the financial, like each of these little things have steps to implement them. Yeah. And you don't have to be, you know, Harvard educated to do an addition and subtraction list, you know, like that. It's usually for something that you have to subtract, you're going to replace. Um, you know, just in a conversation and man, uh, I got a dude that one of the dudes that tipped off, you know, this, this subject is he's going through, you know, what was married to basically the, the dirty whore. That's basically how I look at it. Wow. And it's just screwing him over. And, um, so, you know, the dude's sober, so he's been sober, but the problem is he's subtracting the alcoholism out of his life, which has caused him, I mean, a lot of legal grief too, but he's replacing it with, you know, basically sitting there smoking pot all day. So it's like, well, 
dude, you got to stop or, you know, you can't replace negative with negative. You know, this is one point where you have to be realistic or otherwise you got to get somebody else involved and say, you know what, take this negative out of your life and boom, go, go spend that time in the gym. And does that gentleman understand that whether it's alcohol or pot, it's escapism? Does he get that? Does he understand that he's escaping his reality and that's why he needs those things? No, I don't think he understands that. So, Does he listen to this? Uh, I hope so. Because that's what that is. If you're regularly consuming alcohol or you're regularly consuming pot or you're regularly consuming fucking prescription drugs or you're regularly consuming porn, it doesn't matter what it is. That's, all, that's called escapism. You're escaping your reality because instead of, instead of putting your fucking big boy pants on, grabbing yourself by the balls and building a reality that you're proud to be conscious of, you're just escaping the reality that you are part of. Yeah. No, definitely agree with that. So, um, so yeah, addition and subtraction, I think, is something you can apply to the rest of these. I mean, I look at career goals. You know, a lot of people's career goal would be what? To do nothing, right? That's uh, the weird thing. Yeah, that is a lot of people's career goals. I think that 10, I think 10 15, 20 years ago, that yeah. career goal would have been like, do something I love. Yep. Now I think it's like be able to relax and make money, right? Show pictures of my butthole on the internet and get paid yeah. $100,000 a month. Yep. The the shortest route to get to the most money doing the spending the least amount of energy is seems to be the the favorite thing going on. But, you know, people have to realize that work is called work for a reason. You know, it's it's what we do and it's something that can be, you know, challenges can be something that drive you. And have to get used to that. It's like discipline, right? Um, I don't know. You might enjoy going to the gym every day, but there's some days I just don't want to get out of bed. But you got to drag your ass out and get to the gym. Well, you know, in a career, you, you get what you put in. And that's 100% true, except for these people that are doing OnlyFans. I don't know. Maybe it takes a lot of work to be on OnlyFans. Who knows? You know, I have I, no clue. I don't know anybody that's OnlyFans rich, but I have to assume just knowing the psychology of males. Yeah. You are going to have to be in contact with probably hundreds of different men regularly to keep them interested, to keep them paying, right? So like I feel like it has to be work. So you always have to put out content, I guess. Well, I don't even know. I think that it's more. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Like I'm I'm totally speculating <laughs> here. Paul's um, got an OnlyFans account. No, no, I don't. But I've, I've, <laughs> I've contemplated like the philosophy behind the OnlyFans, right. and it's not. There's no way that people are paying these subscriptions ten dollars a month, fifteen dollars a month, whatever it is. Two, maybe two dollars. You would just pay just to see content, right? Yeah. But like the bigger the 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 women that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, yeah. There's no way that these men are all paying this just to see a video or just to see a picture, there has to be some sort of personal connection. There has to be some sort of chatting back and forth. There has to be some sort of like personalization for this, for them to be paying that much money. Yeah. The, the okay. I guess I, I know one person that's on OnlyFans, and this person is from Wisconsin, um, had a pretty good fan base because she was a power lifter. Right. And then she kind of, I think still involved in power lifting, but, um, has, you know, the Instagram, the Facebook accounts to draw followers in, right? Yeah. Well, she uses the OnlyFans account to say, well, if you want to see more, yeah, more provocative, you know, she'll give teasers on, on her, uh, 
her Instagram or Facebook accounts and then tries to draw them into pay for a membership to see whatever she's showing on, on OnlyFans. So, um, so I guess, yeah, I mean, either way it does take work and you know, if you're an entrepreneur or if you want to get an OnlyFans, I guess it's, it's, you're seeing a need and you're filling it. So my thought is, right. I've, if I was like a hot chick, right. Yeah. I would hire two or three of my ugly friends who got great personalities mm-hmm. and I would pay them to do all the communication back and forth with all the dudes. Yeah. And then I would just make the content. And if we make a hundred thousand dollars a month, they can make $10,000 a month. They can make $120,000 a year, literally just typing on their phone, messaging back and forth with dudes and pretending to be me. Right. Yeah. And then I'm making the other, well, that's three friends. It'd be 30,000 out of, you know, right. So it'd be set. I'm making the other 70 grand a month just with my, my butthole and my boobs and my vag hole. Right. So, I, but I don't have to invest any of the time to talk to these fucking needy dudes. That's a business plan right there, right? Take that to the fucking bank. Dang. Watch, there's going to be like five or six businesses that come out of this podcast. Right? Wow. Well, <laughs> either way, I mean, if, if you want to get out on business on your own, it's, uh, it is. It's finding a need or finding a problem, and you're providing the solution. So whether it's, you know, dudes that need to jack off to something, boom, there you go. Paul's business. And other than uh, other than other than ridiculous things like OnlyFans and selling drugs, um, realize that self-employed people generally make less money per hour than the average person. Like, it's a lot of labor of love. Yes, to build something, it really, really is. Um, but it, it, so, I don't remember where I heard it, but I love the idea of you have one, you know. One career, one one job that you count on really just for money, right? And then you have another thing that you do that gives you fulfillment. It's awesome if you can have both of those things together, but it doesn't always happen. So, like, my real job pays for my bills, pays for my family's lifestyle, and then I have this podcast and the Urban Savage stuff, which I love which gives me fulfillment, which I feel like I'm, I'm bettering the world when we put these episodes out like this. But let's face it, we don't make dick on this podcast. Like, it costs money by the time we end up paying for all, this, all of the hosting and stuff. We don't, make, we, we don't come out ahead. Someday maybe, but not right now. But I don't, I, I'm not upset about that because it gives me the fulfillment of helping people and then I've got, you know, the side hustle with my brothers that could turn into something someday with the, with the trailer rental business. Um, but it also gives me, you know, constant contact with them and kind of builds, builds that communication where I normally wouldn't talk to them multiple times a week. But because of this, we do, you know? Yeah. So it, don't only look at the financial benefits of something that you're investing yourself into. Yeah. Look at the overall holistic lifestyle benefits. Yep. And for those that uh, do want to be entrepreneurs, I know I got a daughter that eventually wants to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, like Paul is saying, it's, um, you know, having some side businesses of my own It's uh, and being in that, you know, those CEO, COO roles, it's, it's tough. I mean, you're working around the clock. You don't shut down. 
Um, there is no such thing as a holiday, and sometimes it breaks into your vacation. So, um, you know, you have to be willing if you want that kind of freedom. Fortunately, there's, you know, a lot of work that's strapped to that. So, um, probably the the biggest meme that I've seen is, um, you know, if you want to start a business or want to provide or fill a need, you know, you have to find the problem solution. And the biggest thing I saw was this, um, there was a city, it looked like it was in the Philippines, that was flooding. And there were people trying to get to work and cross the, cross the street and the street was flooded. So this guy built this platform, right, that basically goes from one side of the street to the other side of the street and would charge people like a buck to cross the street. So he'd load up a couple people, he'd push his platform across the street, grab a couple bucks, and he did that all day long. And that's just an idea of, hey, guess what? You can start a business as long as you're, you're filling a need. And you're, and you're willing to work. You're willing to put in the yep. effort. Uh, so financial goals, right? Here's another, here's another thing to look at addition and subtraction, right? How can I make more money, but how can I spend less, spend less stupidly? Does that yeah. make sense? Spend less stupidly? No, that's... Did uh, I say that right? It's pretty good, yeah. I think Kevin O'Leary the, um, from the Shark Tank always talks about that as like, yeah, even all these millionaires that are out there, these millionaires didn't become millionaires just by making millions. They also knew where to cut the fat and where not to spend. That's how they kind of, uh, you know, hire their employees also. Yeah. Know the difference between an asset and a liability. Yep. You know, if you're buying something that's going to be worth more um, than you put into it, including holding costs, then it's, you know, then it's an asset. It's going to appreciate in value. If it's going to depreciate in value, then it's a liability. And it's okay to have some liabilities, right? Cars are liabilities. Um, But know the difference. Yeah. I mean, two things I tell my kids is uh, you're always going to have to pay for you know, a roof over your head and wheels to get yourself around. So, you know, they're going to be two big nuts in your your budget. Um, but financial goals are tied to career goals. I mean, if you have a certain lifestyle that you want to live and you figure that's going to cost you X amount per year, guess what? Your career goal is going to have to fit that. So, you know, do you want to be that person that is working two, three jobs to try to fulfill financial goal? Or can you dumb that down and be like, well, okay, my lifestyle doesn't need to be that extravagant and I can work this one job. I don't know. Everybody, everybody's different, man. Physical goals. I think that's where most of the people that are, that are, you know, coming at us about this, this topic. I think that's where a lot of people are talking about, right? The physical goals. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, uh, I've been hearing is just, you know, I think the holidays kind of uh, impacted that a little bit where a lot of folks that I know stopped drinking. We, you know, discussed that a little bit. And once you get around the holidays, what happens? You get around family and friends. All of a sudden they want you to, you know, drink alcohol with them. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Alcohol is the only drug where when you're not doing it, people assume you have a problem. Yeah. You know, like, um, like if you're not smoking crack, nobody's like, oh, you got a problem with crack, huh? Like, no, 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 I just don't smoke crack because it's bad for me. Alcohol, you're like, yeah, I don't drink. They're like, oh, you're an alcoholic. No, 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 I'm not actually. I just, I just don't drink. And then they start, then they start feeling judged. Like, oh, if I'm drinking around him, then, then that's why they want you to drink. Yeah. Which is weird because it's, uh, 
you know, it's such a negative influence. I mean, why can't people just be happy for you that you're trying to improve yourself? Well, so part of it is because drinking does inebriate the, um, you know, the self-reflection and a lot of the, I can't think of the, the words are not on the top of my head right now, but they, they, drinking does make you more fun. It does. But you can build that self-confidence to do all those things that you do intelligently. I guess not all the stupid shit you do when you're drunk, but you can have a lot of fun being sober. You just can't have a lot of fun being sober with a bunch of drunk people if you're always worrying about what they're thinking about you. Because you know, it, it inhibits. It inhibits a lot of the self... Um, self-reflecting thought you know the worrying what people think about you it it actually turns that part of your brain off alcohol does so that's why you know alcohol will make you dance right you'll you'll go out and you'll dance like a fool and you'll be okay with it if you're drunk versus if you were like out on a dance floor and you were completely sober it takes a lot of balls to just dance like an idiot but guess what you can do it i promise because i have like i i've definitely danced an entire night at a wedding completely sober Plus you're white as fuck too, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not a good dancer. But the thing about dancing is, is if you enjoy it, if, you just, if you're just having fun, then who gives a fuck? Yeah. It's like pizza and sex. Right, I mean, you're having the fun without the uh, physical downside that night or the next day. Yeah, but it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of self-confidence and self-assuredness to be able to put yourself out there like that. But that shit's addictive. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been to weddings. I mean, it's great when you're around people with the same mindset. Because you know what? You can really have that fun. But I think you can do it with other people that are just as drunk because they're not going to freaking remember it. So so that's that's one of the things that I have with this, especially with, especially with alcohol, with going to the gym, with going to bed early. Um, you are going to... You're going to see that this climb to be your best self, um, there's no way to sugarcoat this. It's a pretty fucking lonely climb because you might be able to find a few people who are going to help you along the way, right? Like when you're running a marathon, you got a few pa- few pacers that'll kind of run with you for a while. Yeah, You're going to find a few people that'll, that'll come along for a little while on your journey, but to assume that they're going to stay, stay next to you at your side for that entire journey of, of self-improvement, it, it, it's just not going to happen. Maybe one in a million, it might happen. But honestly, if you are, if you're going to get healthy, you're going to eat good food. You're going to go to bed early. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to stop drinking. You're going to stop smoking. Like this shit's lonely because you are abnormal um, compared to the average people around you. But the reason you're doing it is because you do not want to be average. You want to be above average. You want right. to you want to stand out. You want to be better. And once you come to grips with that fact, like the reason I'm doing this is to not be average. Well, that just the 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 etymology, just the just the word average means that there's a lot of people that are going to be like that. So if you're above average, you're going to be in a group of less people. And the better that you get and the the more above average, the more superhuman you get, the less people that are of up there, the less people that are on the top of that mountain, the less people that are breathing that air. Yeah. 
I mean, you're just trying to be the best that you can be, which is going to be the cream of the crop. So it's, yeah, it, it's a lonely ride, but I think that's where when you meet people that you can connect with that are in the same mindset, you automatically gel. It's like, whoa, wow, we're running the same path. We're, you know, aligned, so to speak. So, yeah, and that, that touches on the spiritual goal too. I know a lot of uh, people I know always do the New Year's resolutions. Well, this year, you know, spiritually, I'm going to be, you know, more consistent and whatnot. And it's, it's the same as physical, you know. It's, you're going to have to, yeah, put in the work. You got to, you know, if, if, you're not, you know, um, into God, then you're in the meditation. You know, you have to be disciplined with it. So, you know, whatever goals that you set, you know, you have to, you got to work at it. It's not just going to happen overnight. And going back to the alcohol drinking, it's, um, I don't know, living in Wisconsin, dude, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, um, I was telling, talking to somebody yesterday and it's, you know, I like having a reason to celebrate. And it seems like we live in a culture, it's not just Wisconsin, but we live in a culture where a lot of people are just finding a reason to celebrate, right? We always have a festival, whether it's like the corn festival, whether it's, uh, you know, Milwaukee's terrible up here because you have all these cultural festivals, but it's all the same damn thing. I don't know if you've been to any of them. You got the Italian festival, you got the German festival, you got the Polish, you got the Asian and when you go to any one of these, it's identically the same thing. They got the same carnival there. They got the same vendors there. And you have one tent that represents the race of that festival. <laughs> the rest of the time, though, these big tents, they're just beer tents, dude. That's all they are. Yeah. It's just a reason to drink, a reason to self-medicate. And to me, it's like, uh, you know what? I don't mind having, having a drink to celebrate but I want to have something to celebrate. You know, I celebrate the successes of the year, celebrate, you know, um, victories that we had either at work or outside of work. Yeah. Drink to remember, not to forget. Yeah. That's a good one. It's a Matthew McConaughey line. I, I can't, I Are can't you serious? take, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I never heard of that one. Um, but a lot of, a lot of all of this is, it's habitual, man. It all comes back to habits. Like people don't realize how much of our life is habitual, how much of our good habits build us and how much of our bad habits hinder us. Yeah. It it really is like your good habits are going to set what you eat 80% of the time. Your good habits, well, and they're, they could fuck up what you eat, you know, 80% of the time. Your good habits are going to be what you do with your free time. Your good habits are going to be, you know, what you do to keep your body healthy. Your good habits are going to be your spiritual health. Like habits are the running system of your entire life. If you realize that and you start to hack your habits, you will night and day change your life. Yeah. It's all about habits, developing habits, getting rid of bad habits, replacing with good ones. The The um, other thing is temptations and distractions, right? That's the that's the friends that that call you to go out late at night. That's the you know the the way that you get from work to home, you have to drive by a Dunkin Donuts. It's it's distractions and temptations. But all all distractions and temptations are 
is is little you know little invisible monsters and you're like uh it's like a little spider right if a little spider is like right here on the table in front of me i'm not like worried about that little spider but like if you told me that i had a hundred little spiders living under my bed i'd be like oh fuck i gotta sleep on that bed and then they're gonna come (laughs) out and they're gonna be like crawling crawling all over me when i'm sleeping right because those are invisible little monsters yeah so how do we deal with invisible little monsters well we have to become aware. We have to identify the dis- distractions and identify the temptations. So what are your distractions? For me, like, you know, I keep going back to this, but one of my big distractions was that fucking Instagram app, right? So what yeah. did I do? Got it out of the way because I identified it. Once I identified it, then you can start to figure out how to get it out of your system. If it is, you know, if your distraction is, the quick trip hot food, right? Because a lot of people love that hot bar in the quick trip. Dude, I don't, I've eaten a lot of shit out of that hot bar in the quick trip. If that's your distraction, then we don't go into quick trip anymore. We yeah. fill up at BP or we fill up at the pump and we don't go inside. Yeah. If, if that's your distraction. If your distraction is, you know, every Friday you and the family go out to, you know, this pizza joint that has the best fucking, you know, heart attack pizza that you could ever have. Well, don't stop going out with your family, but go somewhere else. Go somewhere where they have good, healthy food. Or if your distraction is, you know, again, I can't even, porn, right? If your distraction is porn, every time you're, every time you got free time, you just, you get your phone out, you're on Pornhub, and you're, you're beating your little dick like it owes you money. If that's your distraction, then you figure out how to make it so your phone won't go to that app, right? Or whatever your distraction is. Once we identify those distractions and we identify those temptations, then it's easy to start to engineer ways to get those out of our, out of our system, out of our, out of our way. And you're not going to be able to get all of them out of your way. But if, if let's say in a, unengineered month you would come into in you know encounter a hundred distractions or temptations that want to take you off of your path you only have so much willpower willpower has been proven scientifically that it is a tank that runs dry so if you have a hundred of those things to deal with a hundred things to say no to in 30 days you are not going to be able to say no to all hundred. Good luck. If you can, you got more willpower than any human being that I know. But if you engineer 60, 70, 80 of those out of your everyday life by identifying and changing things so that they go away, by yeah. taking the apps off your phone, by not going to those places, by not going in the quick trip, by whatever, whatever these things are that are going to be your distractions and temptations, Let's say maybe you only have 20. Maybe you're only going to encounter 20 temptations or distractions for the month. That's a lot easier to say no to 20 fucking things than it is 100. Yeah. I mean, discipline is like a muscle. A lot of times when you have exercised that discipline over the temptations, distractions on a few things, you start feeling like it's easier on those other things. So if you're good on 20 things, you're probably going to be able to knock off, you know, 50 things off that list. Another one is make sure the people around you 
make sure you set boundaries with these people. You know, if it's if it's the you know the, your your boys that call you to go golfing, right? And every time you guys go golfing, you go golfing on a Saturday morning and you get fucked up, drink beer all morning, you know, golf, 18 holes of golf takes three hours, you're lit, and then it ruins your weekend, right? Make sure they know. They know, like, hey, oh, we got a tea time at 7 o'clock? Yeah, that's completely good. I'll be there. I am not drinking. Um, I'm currently trying to live a healthier life. I would definitely appreciate it if you didn't try to knock me off of that. Um, but you guys can, just so you know. Like, I'm not judging you. I'm just trying not to. Oh, okay, sounds good. Yeah, we'll we'll be there. Damn. I guess that's when you find out whether they're your real friends or not. Yep. Which takes us to, I mean, our next point is develop influence. And who is your influence in your life? And we've hit this so many times in so many past um podcast and it's just it's it's so true i mean first you have to look at yourself you know um you have to be realistic with the the cards that you're dealt right so you got a big fucking ass guess what you got a big fucking ass you're not going to be the dude that's wearing probably the tight ass jeans and you know walking around unless you're paul Ouch, um, i knew you were talking about me when you said a big <laughs> fucking ass um uh, but play with the cards that you're dealt so you know, don't try to pretend you're somebody else. You know, don't look at a, a celebrity and think that you're going to, you know, emulate them. Just, you know, be realistic with who you are um, because ultimately that's where your confidence is going to be. And you don't want that false confidence. And then the next thing is you got to take a stand and really look at the relationships that you have with other people. And it's kind of like the addition and subtraction is, you know, who are the valuable relationships in your life? And who's a dead weight? And you gotta be you gotta have the nuts to say, you know, fuck you and get rid of those. That's a that's a controversial statement. Like it it's hard. It's hard to say you are you are not good for me. You are not good for my mental health, my spiritual health, my physical health. You are not a good person for me to spend time with. So I am going to take a break from you and if you change and you know we can we can reconvene but as of right now like we can't hang out yeah that's fucking weird man i know it's it's tough for a lot of people because sometimes you kind of built these relationships over years but you know but i've seen people just build relationships with drinking buddies oh that's what most of them are yeah and these are your, you know, 6 p.m. friends. I mean, after after a certain amount of time, if you're not, you know, drinking and partying with them, they're pretty much no good to you. So it's the 3 a.m. friends that you have to start surrounding yourself with. And these are people that, you know, I think I've heard the best spinoff recently is um, Kyle, one of the other team dudes, is talking about um, these are the guys that, you know, if you call them up, They'll basically you'll hear them putting on their pants and they'll put their their pistol in their appendix uh carry and uh and they'll be like, Hey, where do we gotta be? Bring a shovel, you know, where are we gonna put the body? Yep. But you not know. on the phone. They're not gonna say that because they're <laughs> smarter than that because the CIA is listening to everything. Yes, that's true. So but you know, you really have to start, you know, just like you're doing the addition and subtraction. I mean this these are exercises you just get a notebook. 
and you just if start. I call you at two a.m. and say we need to do some gardening, you know what it means. <laughs> That's right. Yep. I'll bring the shovel and I'll definitely be uh be but, jacked up. But yeah, I mean that's that's the reality, right? It is. I mean, literally, if you need a 3 a.m. friend, I've been up at about 3.30 for the last month, 3.30 a.m., wide awake, staring at the fucking ceiling. So if you need a 3.30 a.m., call me up. I'll be up. But. Damn, that's not good for your sleep there, dude. Uh, well, I go to bed at 8, so it's oh, okay. not awful. <laughs> okay. Um, but realistically, having people that are on the same path with you um it it is awesome but i but i promise you that the more um the higher you get on that hill the less people that you're gonna have in your in your corner so just don't don't need to have someone next to you to keep putting in the effort right and it's it's hard to find people like that so i mean you have to make an effort to go find them so or sometimes i don't know maybe it's just a magnetic People, you know, show up at the same places. So don't um, compare. You got your next one is don't compare. Fucking Theodore Roosevelt. Comparison is the thief of joy. Think about that. Like really pause this fucking podcast and think about that, man. Comparison is the thief of joy. Comparing yourself to anyone else is going to take away um, Anything good you got going on because you're always going to find somebody that's better looking. You're always going to find somebody that makes more money. You're always going to find somebody that fucks better. You're going to find somebody that walks better. You're going to find somebody that talks better. You are always going to find someone that is better at whatever you are good at. I fucking promise. Yeah. The, 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 out of 8 billion people, the fact that, you know, the idea that you have the best hair or, you know, make the most money or you got the, you know, best abs is pretty unlikely. Yeah. One in 8 billion to be, to be you know, precise. Yeah, and social media is is probably the worst for this because everybody's got their highlights posted, and I think it's easy if you're doom scrolling to start saying, "Us, why? Why isn't my life like that?" I think um, you have to be realistic. These people have it's probably there's an ugly side to everything. So, or you don't know, or you don't know, you don't know what they're doing. You don't know, right? So, um, friend of a, a friend of a friend, friend of a friend posts. All of these videos, you know, he's a big savvy real estate investor, right? Mm-hmm. He's he, he he's he's balling. He's you know taking the pictures on the jet. Um, dude's got no kids. His wife is a corporate lawyer that brings in an ass load of money. Of course he is. Yeah. Of of course, like that doesn't take away from any of his successes. But for you to look at him and go, why aren't I that? Why aren't I that successful, motherfucker? You got two, three kids, you got two car payments, you got a mortgage, you're just working to survive. You are not in the same shoes as that dude, so do not compare yourself to him. Yeah. You know, it goes back to, I mean, those are the cards that you're dealt. So how can you make that the best situation that you can? Not make it worse, so. You know, I mean, when you look at people, you gotta really look at, I mean, do they fit their goal? Um, One of the things that, Sticks in my head over the years is, you know, for me, there's a lot of people that have come, gone and tried to come back into my life. It's like, you know, giving people second chances who don't change their mindset or put that effort in is like reading a book twice. The ending's the same. So. I read some books twice. And the ending's always the same, right? The ending's always the same, yep. So, yeah. um, 
you know, there's a lot of people that, that have that mindset that fail every day. You know, these are people that, gosh, man, there's so many in my mind that are still, they're not, I don't spend time with them at all anymore, but everything they do has been year after year, failure after failure. And it's not like massive failures, but it's all lumped up. I mean, they fail to be physically fit, but every year it's the same story, right? It's, oh, I'm going to try this, or I'm going to do this, or here's a new fad, or I'm going to try this diet, or they fail to, you know, being mentally fit. You know, everything is always at, oh, the new year I'm going to do this and that, and they have a list of things to do. But then when it comes down to doing it, they always have an excuse that they can't. And, you know, this is something we learned uh, many years ago is find an excuse to win. Stop making excuses at failure. And then, um, you know, I have these people I call the 40 percenters. You know, these are the people that have first world problems and never left this country to see what's what real problems are. And they become, you know, I was in a, a marriage that was petty as fuck. And to me, it's just, man, you waste a lot of days, months, and years and with just petty, petty stuff. The dopamine zombies, I love that. Yeah, and that's what they are. It's People like, don't understand that dopamine is a relative hormone. That means your body senses it in relative to where it was, you know, 10 seconds ago, 20 seconds ago, 30 seconds ago. So if you're constantly elevating your dopamine, you have to have elevated dopamine just to feel anything. Yeah. But, you know, I, I know people right now that it's like they, they have to have something going on every weekend. They have to have a, an event to plan for. They have to have, they have to, if they don't have something, they have to have a stimulation. You know, adults that have to play games if, if they're not stimulated or I need to be doing an activity or I need to have a project. And there's just no time for self-reflection. And year after year after year, 10 years later, these people are the same. You know, it's it's like, you know, people in relationships. Do you want a, a girlfriend or do you want a woman, right? You know, women, do you want a boyfriend? Because that's what you're going to get if you want a boyfriend or do you want a man? Oh, I saw a video the other day that was good. Well, you know, one of my doom scrolling on the toilet at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> and it was, uh, it, it was this girl. And I can't remember. I do not remember exactly how it went. But it was like, uh, you know, so-and-so found a wife yeah and you know how i knew he found a wife before he ever asked her to be his wife is she acted like a wife from day one and that means that she wasn't just like some toy you know she didn't allow him to treat her like that and likely she never allowed anybody to treat her like that until she found the one that you know would would step up to the plate and and she acted like a wife and you treated her like a wife. Like if you're acting like a hoey girlfriend, he's going to treat you like a hoey girlfriend. If you're acting like a wife, he will either treat you like a wife or he's going to move on. But if he, but he's not going to, you know, he's not going to play toy, play toy like, like his little hoey girls. If you're acting like a wife. Yeah. Pretty good one. I wish I remembered exactly how it was. Cause I said it like shit compared to how she said it, but yeah. Um, people that push you to be better. That's the fucking, those are the, those are the few, right? That's the, what is it? The Heraclitus was that, was that Heraclitus? It's like out of a hundred men, right? Oh, yep. Remember? Yep. 80 of them are just going to, you know, they're just targets basically. I don't don't remember exactly how it goes, but like 
those top five, those top five, top 10, you know, those are the people that fucking surround yourself with world beaters. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that you look and you go, God damn, that motherfucker's working hard. He inspires me to work harder. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, the proverb, iron sharpens iron. Find the people that will keep you sharp. Turn, you know, you're also providing that for them. You know, for dudes, that's probably the biggest thing, man. We need that male accountability. And, um, you know, especially with a lot of vets that are suffering from PTSD. I mean, you got to get yourself into the male accountability group. And, um, you know, women probably, I would guess the same. Not some Oprah group, but. Yeah, we all work, we're, our brains work so differently. It's tough to, it's tough to even be, right, in the same, I guess, accountability group or the same, like, motivational group. Oh, yeah. You know, like, there's, there's some girls out there that listen to David Goggins and like, fuck yeah, let's go. But I'm pretty sure that 90% of women that would listen to a David Goggins video would be like, yeah, that motherfucker's nuts. I am not interested. <laughs> I always worry about if, uh, you know, meet a female that's like, well, I just have, you know, I just hang around with dudes. Like, oh, you have no female accountability because, you know, you are a female. Oof. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Any more on the uh, develop the. No, I think we're good there. Oh, so generate energy. I know you talked, you briefly mentioned a little bit about energy, but you know what? The thing probably that I overlooked over the years and have learned to manage now is manage your energy and learn how to recharge yourself, whether it's, you know, a weekly, quarterly, or annual thing. So I, I do a big recharge now, probably twice a year. But I'm learning that, you know, just going to the gym on the weekend and i switch out of the AirPods on the weekend and put the big, you know, big damn earmuffs on my ears. And uh, sometimes I go to a different gym. Oh, because you don't have pros, right? You don't have AirPod pros? Yeah, I got AirPod pros. Well, then you just leave them in noise canceling. I know, but when I got the earmuffs, like you're completely antisocial. Oh, I just look like I'm completely antisocial all the time. <laughs> yeah, I put a hat on and I put the earmuffs on, boom, you know throw the hoodie up every once in a while but it's um you know what whatever it takes for you to manage your energy and recharge through the week you know don't burn yourself or drain yourself out by end of the week or you'd be you know completely frazzled um and folks that deal with you know you know jealousy is one of my biggest pet peeves people whether it's jealousy or i know you know the one dude to talk yesterday is just dealing with right now anger and frustration with this ex, and I know people deal with a lot of stress and, God forbid I use the word, anxiety and fear. But if you can learn to convert that into being aggressive with how you improve your life, that would be, that's a huge, huge plus. Use that energy, turn it to something positive. I would challenge anyone that's dealing with jealousy, anger, or frustration with other people to take a take a stroll down the stoic philosophy lane and start to watch some YouTube videos about stoic philosophy. Start to um, do some audiobooks, listen to some podcasts, really dig into what stoicism is because you will start to realize that emotions such as jealousy anger, frustration, when these emotions are tied to anyone else, 
you are allowing someone else to control you like a remote control car. They may not be doing it on purpose, but they are controlling you. If you are, you are jealous of someone or you're angry at someone, that is your mental state allowing someone else's actions to trigger something inside you. Guess what? Jealousy cannot change how someone else acts. Anger cannot change how someone acts. Frustration cannot change how someone acts. You need to realize that if someone's being an absolute fucking asshole, that's their prerogative and they're going to be an absolute asshole. So all you're doing is you're allowing them to be an asshole and then affect you emotionally. You need to breathe through it, let it go, and move on. You need to say to yourself constantly, they are acting that way, but I do not need to let them and their actions negatively affect me. I am in control of my emotions. Dig into Stoic philosophy. Dig into the idea that you solely control your emotions and your reactions to someone else, whatever their thing they're doing. You control yourself. You control your emotions. And you, you'll realize that a lot of what you're investing yourself into, your energy, is, is just, you know, it's useless. Yeah. I mean, convert that energy into, you know, working out. Convert into, you know, good rest and relaxation. You yeah, know, I sleep would, well. I would like to see you get past even that anyone else being able to affect you like that is where I would like to see the end goal. Yeah. Not having to convert it to anything because there is nothing there. Um, one of the big things with energy that I love to think about is like, have you ever heard the saying, your vibe attracts your tribe? Oh, you mentioned tribe again. Fuck yeah, I did. Damn it. Um, we're going to get one away here. Your vibe attracts your tribe. It's, it's your vibration, your, your vibratory energy, your excitement, your enthusiasm, your, your energy, how you're investing yourself in your day, how you're going about doing things that is going to uh, uh, attract the people that vibe along with you, right? Like you've seen, there's a ton of physics experiments where like they show two different vibration frequencies and how they don't interact but if you get two two vibration frequencies that are around the same frequency, they will start to vibe together, right? And that's that's the vibe attracts the tribe, man. If you if if I'm if I'm busting my ass, if I'm getting up at four in the morning and I'm eating good and I'm kicking ass and I'm working hard, I'm investing myself on the side, like just wait to the type of people that are like, I like this motherfucker's vibe. I'm gonna try to get more of him. I'm gonna try to get more of her, right? That's where the energy starts to like really start to pay dividends. Well, the vibe tracks the tribe. All right. You got it in. Yep. I mean, for me, the biggest thing with this overall podcast is, is find an excuse to win. I cannot remember anything. Remember that because there's just so many, so many excuses. So, summarize, right? We are going to. Set goals based on where we want to be. Yep. And after we set those goals, we're going to look at the habits that we want to build and the habits that we want to stop. And we're going to hack our habit loop. We're going to go back and listen to the habit podcast. We're going to hack our habit loop so that we can implement these things because that is how we're going to get to where we want to be. That's how we're going to get from point A to point B on the map. Right? Yeah. 
We are going to look at the people that are influences in our life. We're going to cut the dead weight and we're going to try to build more time or build more people that are positive and influencing us in the way that we want to go. We are going to control our energies. We are going to look into stoic philosophy if we're somebody who's constantly letting other people emotionally affect us. And we're going to find a way to win. Um, oh, the last one is the distractions and the temptations. Once we yeah. shine a light on those distractions and temptations, they're easy to try to engineer out of our time. Yeah. No, I definitely agree there. I mean, it ties into, oh, it's like a business, right? So everything that you do, I mean, what's your return on investment? It's that addition subtraction thing that, you know, you keep bringing up. And to me, it's like, what's, what's value added in your life and what's not? That's a way to build those habits. Perfect. And don't compare yourself to others. Comparison is the thief of joy. Teddy Roosevelt, huh? Yep. Awesome. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be right back.